Welcome to the Reaching Forward Podcast. Welcome to Bible Study. I hope you're having an awesome day. I am, and I'm glad to be with you. I'm glad you showed up. Preacher, it's tomorrow and I showed up. Well, if you showed up two days from now, you're here. Let's look at Matthew chapter 5 and verse 7, and we're in a Bible study filling your bucket with blessings. I hope you've been putting these blessings in your life. That's where they belong. That's what God wants to do is bless our lives. We're on the fifth blessing. This is the middle middle Bible study, if you please, in the nine blesseds of Matthew chapter 5. Let's look at Matthew chapter 5 and verse 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And then we'd like to teach on mercy farming. Lord, we ask that you will bless this Bible study. Lord, help it to find a place in our life. Help us to put the blessing in our life. In Jesus' name. A man is walking down a railroad track when he suddenly gets his foot caught in one of the tracks. He tries to get it out, but it was really stuck in there. So he hears a noise, and it's a train coming. He panics, and he's not really a man of prayer, but he prays, God, uh, please get my foot out of these tracks, and I'll, I'll stop drinking. Well, nothing happened. And it was still stuck, and the train was getting closer. So the man prays again. God, please have mercy on me. Get my foot out, and I'll stop drinking and swearing. Still nothing. The train was just seconds away from wiping this man off the face of the earth. So he tries one more time. He said, God, please have mercy. Have mercy. If you get my foot out of the tracks, I'll quit drinking. I'll quit swearing. And I'll quit smoking. Suddenly his foot shot out of the tracks. And he was able to dive out of the way just as the train passed. He got up, dusted himself off looked toward heaven and said, thanks anyway, God, I, I got it myself. What is mercy? Mercy means compassion, forbearance, shown especially to an offender or to one subject to one's power. It's being lenient and compassionate when you don't have to. Now, grace and mercy are similar. Grace is really, I like this definition. So grace is when you get something you don't deserve. Mercy is when you don't get something you do deserve. You know that when God gives us mercy, we don't deserve it. But we can get it. Because he's a merciful God. In Psalms, the first mention of the phrase, have mercy, is Psalm chapter 4 and verse 1. And David cries out, he said, Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me. And hear my prayer. He's saying, I don't deserve it, but God, have mercy. I don't deserve it. But God, I need it. Hear my prayer. You ever feel like that? 
Well, in mercy farming, we have to define it before we do it, right? In Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 13, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. And I believe we're all looking for mercy. You know that God and man both seek to cover sins? How does man cover sins? I don't know, denial, deflection, hypocrisy, lying. (laughs) Now the contrast though, God covers them with grace and mercy. Now the contrast isn't between big and small sins, but what's the contrast? The sins have to be confessed and forsaken. Now forsaking something isn't just leaving it, is it? You can leave home. I leave home all the time, but my heart is still at home. But if I forsake my home, that means I'm never going back. To leave sinning and to forsake sinning are two different things. But if you confess and forsake it and say, you know what, I'm not going back, then God says, you'll have mercy. There was a man, when Jesus came out of Jericho with his disciples in Mark chapter 10 named Bartimaeus. And when he heard it was Jesus, he began to cry out, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And and people told him to be quiet. And he said, he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. You know the end of the account, Jesus called the man. And he asked the man, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee. You know when you call on a merciful God, he basically lets you write your ticket. And he said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And You know what Jesus said? Go clean yourself up. Go to church. No, he said, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. You see, we need, a, we need to have faith in God's mercy. And really, this ladder of blessings, this is the fifth blessing, right? So the first blessing is poor in spirit. Thank God that we, this God empties us out so we're, we start with nothing so we can look to God. The second blessing, we begin to mourn. And that's the mercy of a changed mind that we grieve our old life. We grieve for others who haven't found God. Then the third blessing comes. And we're, we're humble. We're meek. We're not full of pride. We begin to realize it's not all about us. The fourth blessing comes and we're, we hunger and we thirst to be right with God. Just to have that relationship. That's the fourth blessing and we get filled up. Now the fifth blessing, we're full. So now we're going around farming, right? We're sowing something called mercy. Why? Because I've got some. Uh, Psalms chapter 23 and verse 5 said, My cup runneth over. When God fills you with His grace, when He gives His mercy to you that you didn't work for, that you didn't pay for, and He takes away hell and gives you a a home in heaven, man, someone is going to live next to Jesus. I don't know who it is, but man, wouldn't you like to be that person? But it said, my cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. So, 
How are we able to sow the mercy? Because God has begun to build us up. And it's like, man, I've got to give something. I've been given so much. So now, mercy farming is, is really easy. You're just planting. The word sowing means to plant, right? So mercy farmers sow or plant or uh, grant or confer or give mercy. A young soldier was utterly humiliated by his senior officer. The officer had gone beyond the bounds of acceptable behavior in disciplining the young soldier. And and he knew it. So he said nothing as the younger man said through clenched teeth, I'll make you regret this if it is the last thing I ever do. Hmm. A few days later, their company was under heavy fire in combat and the officer who had punished this young soldier was wounded and he was cut off from his troops through the haze of the battlefield the officer saw a figure coming to his rescue it was the young soldier at the risk of his own life the young soldier dragged the officer to safety the officer hung his head and said apologetically, Son, I I owe you my life. The young men laughed and said, Ha! I'm a Christian. I told you that I would make you regret humiliating me if it was the last thing I ever did. And he smiled. You know, that's God's kind of revenge. Behold the Lamb that taketh away the sin of the world. Something happened on the cross that bridged the gap between a holy God and unholy humanity, Christ in his majesty, but Christ in his mercy. Galatians tells us in chapter 6, verse 7, he said, Whatsoever a man soweth or plants, that shall he also reap. We're going to be mercy farmers. You want to be a mercy farmer today? Well, you are. All of you folks, you're driving in your car, you're a mercy farmer, you're at work, you're a mercy farmer, you're half listening to this podcast, you're a mercy farmer. And the Bible says in verse 8, if we look at Galatians, uh, the next verse, so chapter 6, verse 8, he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. That's not what we're going to do. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit Reap life everlasting. And then verse 9, And let us not be weary in well-doing. Keep sowing. Keep planting. Keep conferring. For in due season, you know, farmers have to wait for their crops to come up, and so do Christians. Your mercy crop's going to come up. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. As we have, therefore, opportunity, let us do good unto all men. That means the people that are mean to you, the people that don't like you, just all men. All men includes all men. (laughs) That was a deep statement. Wow, preacher, I never thought right. But all men, even that person you don't like, you know, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. God confers a special place for brothers and sisters in Christ. Do good. They need mercy. Give that brother or sister some mercy. Don't say this same stupid joke about how they have a big nose all the time. Give them some mercy. Don't make fun of their lisp 
or if their car is, you know, falling apart, don't be like, whoa, brother, you need to pray about that. Give them some mercy. Why don't you fill their tank up with gas? Why don't you take them to a car wash and wash their car? Why don't you buy them a headlight? Show some mercy, especially unto them who are the household of faith. I'm not talking about spending money, though. Give them a nice comment. Hey, brother, uh, we're going to pray for you. God's going to bless you. Mercy. You know, when you sow, you, you get mad back more than you put in. You see, mercy, we're, we're farming because we have something to give. You know that Jesus gives like a king. He gives great mercy. You know that if you want to be like Jesus, you don't have to have money. Anyone can grant mercy. Are you married? No, are you married? The, I'm talking to you. <laughs> You know you can have mercy in your marriage. Do you have a child? You can have mercy on your child. You know, I don't believe you'll have a lasting marriage without forgiveness. What is that? Mercy. Mercy. Mercy is not the game I played growing up. You remember that game where you'd face someone and you'd put your hands up, palms open, palms away from you, and you'd interlace your fingers with the person you were playing with, and you tried to bend your hands forward, which would force their hands backward, right? And the one that that, uh, had their hands bent backward would be in so much pain, they would cry out, mercy! And then you'd win the game, right? The other guy would lose or the other girl would lose. That's not the mercy of God. Okay, the mercy of God is giving someone something they don't deserve. Could you do that? Maybe you're driving home right now from work. Could you let that person merge that doesn't deserve to merge? Preacher, you're getting kind of close now. Could you not honk your horn at someone and put your hand out the window because they didn't go 0.2 seconds after the light turned green? Could you pick up your husband or wife's clothes and put them in the hamper or the hamster or whatever you call it instead of calling them to record and reading them the riot act? Have some mercy. Have some mercy. What are you doing? I'm sowing mercy. The Bible said, blessed are they that are merciful that sow mercy. Why? Because we'll receive mercy mercy. You know, we all need it sometimes because we'll reap it. You know that Jesus said in the next chapter, Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15, but if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Man, that's pretty good. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. You know one of the wonderful things about giving? Giving is a beginning. I was going to type this scripture, but it's around here somewhere. Aha! Luke chapter 6 and verse 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. You know, just like sowing and reaping, it's a law written down in God's unalterable word. It can't be changed. Given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down and shaken together 
and running over. It's a run-on sentence, right? Shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. That means if you give big, you get big, right? If you give little, you get little. Giving is a beginning. When you give, you receive. If you give big mercy, don't we need to receive big mercy? You know what? what the blessing is not just the giving. Well, it's really a blessing to give. It's more blessed to give than receive. There's a message called more blessed. Check it out. I'm more blessed. But I've needed mercy before. Have you ever needed mercy? I've told this illustration. I'll not belabor it, but I, I got pulled over by the cops. And I was guilty. I was doing better than the speed limit because I'm an overachiever. Well, I remember after handing this driver's license and such to the police officer, I, he, he went back to his car and I pointed up to, the, to heaven. I said, Jesus, get me out of this ticket. Well, Jesus did. I remember when my daughter went to the hospital after she was born. I don't have medical insurance, and but before you throw stones at me, uh, we paid a lot for her to be born, okay? So we paid thousands to a midwife, and then we didn't use the midwife, and we went to the hospital, and we paid some more thousands. So it wasn't a free baby, but then she got sick right after she was born, and, and so went back to the children's hospital, and of course, a round of new bills came, and so... <sighs> I, I, I put my pride away and I went into the financial aid section and I had filled out the paperwork and I handed it in to the lady and she said, you're not on Medicaid. She said, you can't apply for uh, medical uh, aid unless you're on Medicaid. It won't go through. And I said, um, yes, ma'am. I said, uh, I'm not on Medicaid, but... Can you please submit the form anyway? So maybe she just wanted to get rid of me, but she said, okay. Well, I got the bill and it said 0.00. It said you qualified for 100% charity. It said charity. It was a Baptist hospital, right? And that wasn't the childbirth. That was the next thing. We still had other bills, but man, thank God. You didn't deserve it, preacher. No, I didn't. I wasn't even qualified to file for it. But God has mercy. You know, if you want to change the world, change the world by sowing, by planting, by giving. Is there something you could do to give someone mercy today? It'll be a blessing back to you because the Bible says you'll obtain mercy. Have you ever let a person merge in traffic and then they, they let someone else merge? <laughs> The Bible says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, you know, God, through his mercy, saved us. I'd like to close with this, but put this blessing in your bucket by giving mercy. The world needs mercy. <laughs> A voyaging ship was wrecked during a storm at sea and only two of the men aboard were able to swim to a nearby, small, deserted island. 
the two survivors, not knowing what else to do, agreed they had no recourse but to pray to God. However, to find out whose prayer was more powerful, they agreed to divide the territory between them and stay on opposite sides of the island. The first thing they both prayed for was, of course, food. The next morning, the first man saw a fruit-bearing tree on his side of the land and was able to eat its fruit. The other man's parcel remained barren. After a week, the first man was lonely and decided to pray for a wife. The next day, another ship was wrecked. The only survivor, a beautiful woman, swam to the first man's side of the island. On the other side of the island, man number two, you got it, nothing. Soon, the first man prayed for a house, clothes, and more food. The next day, like magic, these results were fulfilled. The second man, nothing. Finally, the first man prayed for a ship so that he and his wife could leave their island. Their honeymoon was over. In the morning, he found a ship docked just off his side of the island. The first man boarded the ship with his wife and decided to leave the second man on the island. He considered the other man unworthy to receive God's blessings since none of his prayers had been answered. As the ship was about to leave, the first man heard a voice from heaven, booming. Why are you leaving your companion on the island? The first man said, well, my blessings are mine since I was the one who prayed for them. My companion's prayers were all unanswered, so he doesn't deserve anything. The booming voice of God said, You are mistaken. Your friend had only one prayer, which I answered. If not for that, you would not have received any of my blessings. Um... Tell me, the first man asked, in a little bit meeker tone, what did he pray for that I now owe him for my success? God said, he prayed that all of your prayers be answered. As we end tonight, for all we know, the blessings we enjoy the fruits of our labors, maybe even our spouse. Aren't the fruits of our prayers alone? But those of another praying for mercy for us. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. God bless you is our prayer. Mercy farmers. Go sow some mercy, and God will make the crop come up for you. God bless you is our prayer. Have an awesome day tomorrow. Forget that. Have an awesome day today. You got something to give, and that's mercy, which will change the world. God bless you.